We got to see the Arkham Menard series, the Truck Series, Expanded Series, and the Cup Series all run at Bristol this past weekend. A lot of things happened. There's some controversy, tire issues, power steering issues, and just plain stupidity and ignorance. There's, you know, a pretty decent amount of stuff to cover, and we'll get to it all here in a few seconds because this is Racing with Jesse Rosinski, and it starts right now. Happy Monday if such thing exists. I'm not sure, but it was nice to have all the races and everything. Yeah, a simpler weekend when it came to racing with a bunch of people done and series off. But there was a like that was a totally sketchy, like there was so much sketchiness throughout the whole weekend. Anyone that's on TikTok channel or Jesse Rosinski or on YouTube watching all the shorts that I did and all that pre-race to post-race, I appreciate you saw me talk about bunch of it quickly you know so i'm gonna get into a little bit more detail today but damn that was weird there's just blatant stupidity as well which you know irks me more than anything because yeah you're supposed to be that good of drivers there shouldn't be that much idiocy and then there's ignorant comments on the internet that we've all seen from people yeah there's just so much of all of that and it's just mesmerizing to me when you think about it but first we might as well get into the arc of bush's best 200 slash sioux chief sh- showdown uh you know that and anyone that watched it, it was a wreck fest i mean there are people all over the place i still don't get what the point regardless of you know you're a fan of amber ball can or anyone no matter if you'd like them or not no one should be getting straight up dumped into the wall on lap 11 that that was about ridiculous and unnecessary. So they need to fix, you know, that because, I mean, you can clearly see the bad things were going to happen. But positive notes, Sammy Smith did it again. I think he's going to, you know, get – he has to get one of the Gibbs rides. Either it's, you know, the 18 permanently, maybe, the, you know, take the 19 as Brandon Jones is out. 54, I'm sure, is going to be open because Ty has to take one of the, you know, he has to be the one moving up. It's just weird if he isn't, especially after running this many cup races. But he's really, really talented and he outdid Brandon Jones. Granted, he was in the car that Ty dominated in the year before and then went out and dominated again. But he's still against Brandon Jones in that series in equipment. I think is what average finish is like 1.5. Yeah, he's always right there. So, He's won races in the Xfinity Series. Good driver. Does he have the eye of the tiger? I don't think so, but still a good driver nonetheless. And I am wondering if Brandon Jones is still going to be able to do with the, you know, the ARCA races once he moves over to Junior Motorsports and all that only time will tell. I hope so, because it seems to make him run better. He seems to be much better, actually, when he gets to run. So we'll see. But him and Sammy Smith were the class of the field. Nick Sanchez didn't have that good of a day. And she hurt him in the points because he had a pretty good lead. He was way behind the two guys he had to. And I mean, it's only a few spots, but a few spots makes all the difference in the world. Just ask Kyle Bush or any of the other guys that got eliminated. Like a few spots can be detrimental towards your whole season. But other than the wrecks and all that, shout out to Sammy Smith, Sioux Chief Showdown champion, and also a second straight ARCA East Series championship. And again, and like I said, I think we can all agree he deserves to get moved up. He's probably going to get 
moved up just because they've had him running so many Xfinity races. I don't see why they would put him in a lower series or keep him down there. I mean, two straight Arceus, what is there left to prove? Only time will tell, but that makes sense, and I'm sure they're working on something right now. They just don't have anything, you know, finalized and done, but that one wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, not the best of days for Nick Sanchez and the points leader, you know, in the Arc Menards you know, series. Only have two races left at Salem and Toledo, so... It's coming down to the end, and right now Nick Sanchez leads. Daniel died by 12 points, and his teammate Roger Carruth is down 38. Again, that one's going to come down to the wire, which is how we should all want it to be. See how the last two races go. I'm excited for them, but I watch you know, as many of them as I can. I don't know how many of you guys watch, but they'll be good, and it's coming down, and then that's one less thing to worry about. They'll get a few months off, and we'll get to see all the silly season and all the moves that get made because we know there's going to be a lot of moves all over the place. So see how it all works out. But moving on, NASCAR Truck Series UNOH 200. Uh, just big shout out to Ty Majeski, first career win, locked himself into the playoffs. We've been talking about it what, for the whole season now. They've been talking about how close he was if you watch any of the truck races. And it was cool to see him finally get it. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that still rag on Hemrick for getting one career win. It was in the championship race. And the system, he wouldn't have got it otherwise. So I, you know, don't want to see anyone, regardless, I don't care, but you got it. I don't want to see him going in there without it. And, you know, perfect time. Go to Bristol, get the win, lock yourself in. It makes the next couple of weeks much easier for him and his team, just because they don't have to worry about it anymore. So shout out to Ty Majeski for getting that done. Good to see Parker Kligerman get a third. Now he doesn't get to run all the time. Still a great driver. In the races where, you know, it's not about who has the best equipment and all that, just driving. He's always right there, like the win on the road course earlier. So good for him. Matt Crafton got a fifth after the up and down yo-yo or seesaw, whatever you want to, you know, roller coaster of a season. It's good to see him get a fifth. Haley got a 14th, and even though it's only a 14th, she needed it. It's been a long, long year for her. As well, I was surprised to see Taylor Gray, Ben Rhodes, Carson Osvar, Matty D run where they did. Especially Rhodes and Matty D. Because we all know what Matty D did at Bristol in the Cup Series all the time. And Ben Rhodes, I mean, that's his wheelhouse right there. And it just was not a good night for them. Which, again, completely caught me off guard. I don't know about anyone else that watched it. I did not expect to see Matt down like 27th, I believe. And Ben Rhodes was running up and... Back in the 20s until right there, the last few laps, he got himself up to 18th. But still, just a bad day altogether for them. So hopefully, he could figure all that out. But he put himself in the, yeah, there's a giant hole for him being, you know, having that bad of a run. But Ty Majeski is now locked in at first. Chandler Smith second at plus 24. Zane Smith is third at plus 21. Stuart Friesen is fourth at plus nine. And currently behind. Yeah, the cutoff line is John Harnimacek in fifth at negative nine points. Christian Eck is sixth at negative 13 points. Grant Infinger seventh at negative 15 points. And Ben Rhodes is eighth at minus 18. Yeah, coming down to the end of it, we'll see. I think we'll see Ben Rhodes definitely bounce back. I think John Hunter, and just the way they've run, they have to be there. But again, look how they ran last year and they didn't get the championship. So anything's possible. 
And I don't know. And there's all those rumors going on around, you know, John Hunter. So is he dealing with all kinds of outside stuff off the track? I mean, and cause distractions or anything. I don't know, but does he deserve to be an equipment that's actually, you know, winnable in a higher series? Yeah. Cause I thought they shafted him when they put him up at front row like right here, ready, go. And look what happened. Only time will tell, but that thing's far from over. I just hope that Crafton and Haley can keep getting decent runs and that Matty D, Ben Rhodes, and Hosovar picked up. I still couldn't believe Hosovar was that far back, too. And there's just something really, really weird going on there. Good race, regardless. Again, first time winter time of Jeski locked in. Perfect timing to get it. And we'll see what the next stuff brings. I'm just not excited about the next stuff for most of these guys because, well, it's Texas. And, well, if you watch the All Star race, you understand. But. Moving on, Xfinity Series Food City 300. Shout out and congratulations a lot on the Noah Gregson. Regardless of how we got there and everyone, you know, talking all kinds of trash about him throwing up and all that after races, he still got his third straight win at three different tracks. First person to get three straight wins since I think they said 2018 or 2020. Whichever year that was when Cindric just piled them off. Two of them are at the same track. So, yeah, all of that, but still three straight takes talent. I didn't like how hard he hit. Ty Gibbs in the back bumper, which sent him up the hill into Sheldon Creed and ended his run to try to make the playoffs, even though that seems to be like the theme of Sheldon's year. It's just let's see, yeah, you know, how someone can ruin my race for me this time. So I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, he hit him, hit him. And where he hit him, like, I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. But, you know, if he does it in the Cup Series, I really don't see it ending well. You know, he goes and does that to someone, he's going to get taken out. So, because there's a fine line between aggressive and just being a dumbass. And I think he crosses the line at times. I mean, look at Road America there. You know, he's been known to do it, but he's a talented kid, so hopefully he figures it all out. And again, I think it's a giant improvement for Petty GMS over Ty Dillon. I still don't even understand how Ty Dillon got the ride. Oh, wait. I do. His last name's Dylan. That's how he got the ride. Had nothing to do with talent because he has done nothing. Nothing. So, big improvement for them talent-wise. Everything for Noah Gregson going into that ride. So, we'll see how his championship you know, run ends in the Xfinity Series. Justin Algaier, would I mean, he? I don't think Noah would have got a third straight. Justin didn't have that speeding penalty at the end because he was running way too good. Yeah, all night speeding penalty will get you. Uh, Brandon Jones did get to Noah, got into him hard. Like I said, I don't think he has the eye of the tiger because he got there. You know, he gave him the high I'm here bump in the turn and didn't even get him. Like, again, hitting him that way, I mean, there's he could have hit him a little harder and still done it without completely wrecking him, even though he's right there against the fence. But yeah, that was the only chance that he had. Sucked. But again, Brandon Jones, good kid. Uh, I think it'll come to him. I really do. I think, you know, all of that aggressiveness and all that will build up, ramp up. You know, if that's not your natural thing, you know, it takes a lot to figure it out. But uh, I think going to JRM is a good move and will help with that, with that young bunch of guys there. And, you know, I mean, sorry, Josh Berry's been going forever, but in the sport, he's still a young guy. At least how many seasons he's run, but super talented, has some aggressiveness. I, I think it's a good fit. For Brandon, I just, you know, don't think he had the eye of the tiger, you know, necessary to get by Noah. You can argue with me in the comments below, but 
Good run for Stephen Parsons in eighth, as I'm sure no one's really mentioning it. That's a hell of a run for that team, so congratulations to them. Bailey Curry got 11th. Congrats to them. Jeff Earnhardt, 12th. Great to see that. And then Sammy Smith was 14th. He was running better than that again. Just all kinds of stuff. But to be a top 14, that'd be, that's more than the most cup guys can get after they've been running all year So at some tracks, even when they go back a second time. So congrats to him. And the playoffs now officially set. Took them long enough. I still don't like how far behind they are. Granted, I understand because they run less races, but you know it always just throws me off when I'm going elimination race for Cup, last race of the regular season for Xfinity, first race after elimination in the Truck Series. Like just have it all backwards, but I do get it. But Noah Gregson first in the points at plus forty six, as of his win, so the playoff standings. Ty Gibbs second at plus thirty three. Justin Allgaier third at plus twenty eight. AJ Allmendinger. Fourth at plus 27, Josh Berry's fifth at plus 17, Austin Hill sixth at plus 11, Brandon Jones is seventh at plus five, and then Jeremy Clements is eighth, and he is tied to Sam Mayer in ninth, who's the first person below the cut line, but they're tied at zero, like plus minus nothing. So they're completely tied, just Clements gets the tiebreaker, you know, going into it because of the win. And then Hemrick's 10th minus two, Herbst is 11th minus three, and Ryan Sieg is 12th at minus Four ninth or twelfth of the elimination zone. It's kind of weird to see you know Hemrick running this way, but again, everyone seems to be a little off at calling compared to where they were. I don't know if it's going to get any better. I don't think Ryan Sieg's making it out of the next round. I think it's going to be hard for Clemens to. I'd like to see Riley Herps, and he had a lot of really good runs going earlier. So if they get that turned back around, I think that could be a really good positive thing you know we'll see how all the cards you know play out as they're dealt but i honestly i mean i love jeremy clements i don't see him making it but but you know they have the roval in there which could completely change everything that could throw everything directly on its head so and we know we can road race we've seen him do it before we'll see how it works out i just i don't know if you can't pull it off there i'm not sure he's gonna be able to point his way in just because, you know, Sam Mayer's behind him, Hemrick's behind him, Riley Herbst is behind him. Like, there's a lot of guys there, but something dumb could happen, and it could all be over. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Only time will tell. But congratulations to, you know, all of them for making it to the playoffs, especially, you know, the Clemens and the Ryan Siegs, like those guys. They might be in, you know, cars and teams that you can recognize, but especially Clemens, that small little team. And Sieg, you know, sometimes having to jump into his brother's car, 38, just to make it on points to get them higher so they're guaranteed in. Like, that's really a small group there, too. So, congratulations to them, you know, for making it. It's good to see. It's nice to see them set in there. Because I think, that, you know, getting smaller teams in there is good for the sport as well. You know, it makes it look like everyone does have a chance, regardless of if they do or not. So... Can't wait for it to get going after Texas. No offense, Tech. I'm not looking forward to it. I really honestly don't care. If I didn't have like all of this to do and love racing, like, I, I possibly wouldn't even watch it just because the All-Star race was that bad. Hey, maybe they fixed something. I don't think they did, but only, you know, again, time will tell. Gets us to the Cup Series Bass Pro Shops night race. And there's a lot of takeaways from that, which I'm going to get to after all the good news. You know, Chris Busher, second career win, first since the fog shortened race at Pocono, so it had to feel really good to, you know, run it all the way through. 
No late restarts, no idiocy, no rain shortening, no fog. Welcome to Pocono. Yeah, fog. Trust me, I grew up there. Doesn't surprise me. See a fog ending a race early, uh, but it was really needed for him. Again, Fastenal got their first win as a sponsor after like a decade. RFK, after the way they started out, like they've had a lot of bad luck. Busher has been the car of the group. Tell me him and Brad. But to see them up there and finally get a win and the race Brad was having until he had a flat tire, like that was really, really cool to see. Just again, anyone that watches NASCAR in the Cup Series has seen how much they've gotten that ass whooped this year. He went over there. He's just, you know, they've been beaten and beaten and beaten. You're still picking away at it. And one for that tire, Brad would have been right up there too because he was leading and looking. Good. So it was good to see after him you know, having such a good day and Busher being right there that one of them still got the win over everyone else. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. He's never done anything dumb. Like he doesn't make any headlines for the wrong reasons. And it's good to see it finally working out after all the success he had in the Xfinity series. He got called up to equipment that, you know, we all knew wasn't going to get him anywhere spectacular, but he got it. And Again, Roush through the years has been you know, on the down swing. Now to see them finally you know, picking back up, it's good for the sport again. Like it could, you know, How many times can we see Kevin Harvick, the Gibbs guys, and the Hendrick guys just out there you know, dominating everything? Because they have tried to deny it. You're just a liar. And the other you know, Stuart Haas guys have been there in the vicinity, but they haven't been the ones winning. The race is between all of them, and it's good to see any other team get a win and at least be consistent, slowly getting better, just like Eric Jones getting the one for Petty. Yeah. Those are things that the sport needs. Get the guys that don't normally win all the time, the teams that don't dominate, to get wins. It makes it overall better sport. I'm all running the same cars, another story. But to see everyone have the same you know, capabilities is a really, really good thing. So congratulations to him and all of RFK. All of us know how long that has been since they've even been competitive. So shout out to them. I think there's more to come. I look how good he looked at Sonoma and stuff. Like there's more to come. But elimination, we're finally down to the round of 12 now. We got Chase Elliott first at plus 31. Thank God they reset because it was a rough round for Chase. Logano second at plus 16. Chastain third at plus 11. Larson fourth plus 10, Byron 5th at plus 6, Hamlin 6th at plus 4, Bell 7th at plus 4, and Blaney's 8th at plus 4, all there together with that. And now the cut line, people below it are now Chase Briscoe in 9th at negative 4. I didn't think he was going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it this time unless he, he pulls off something. I don't know. There's possible. There's races in there. But I don't have the schedule in my head about, you know, when I think Robles in the next round, but that's still crazy that he made it. It was a weird night. Bowman 10th at minus six. He made it after a weird night. Suarez 11th minus six after a weird night. And then Cindric right now sitting 12th in the playoff standings and negative seven points after a really weird night. Like you go through that list right there. There's all Logano issues. Hamlin had a set of issues. Bell was fairly decent. Blaney had all kinds of issues. Briscoe, Bowman, like there were guys who just had bad stuff all over the place. 
and you know, fresh start, but we got to see what they could do. And again, Texas, if it's anything like the all-star race, it's going to suck, but a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, get points that need them. I just don't see, uh, just consistency right now. I don't see Suarez, Sindrick, or Briscoe making it out of the round. Only time will tell. I could be completely wrong again, but it's just consistency and they haven't really, you know, had all that much. So we shall see. Thank you to everyone. And for watching you know, all the YouTube shorts and the pre and post race and the TikTok videos. If you're not Jesse Rosinski on TikTok, racing Rosinski there on YouTube. I appreciate it, but everyone see the thing and like how the four drivers that were eliminated were all correlated and intertwined with RCR. Cause you have their past with Kevin Harvick. They're present with Austin Dillon, Kyle Reddick, and then their future with Kyle Busch were the four guys that got eliminated, even though really you could put Reddick in their past too. He just happens to still be there. But how weird is that, that they all managed to have that little thing? Really weird. Tire issues were all over the place, especially with the Fords, but there were people that had other ones, other manufacturers that had problems. Um, but people blaming Goodyear, like they might play a part in it, but it's very ignorant to go and just jump down their throat and say it's their problem. I did a short again, it's on TikTok and YouTube, but you get more into depth. Like NASCAR gives them all these parts. They're not out there getting their own parts and doing all this so they could play with things anymore like they used to do. And then Goodyear says, here's how low we like, don't go any lower than this. And then they go way under that with extra caster, camber, you know, things that make the wheel turn on the side. So the sidewalls is just getting beat to death even more. And now as they can't move any of those other parts and everything, those are all cookie cutter. Everyone gets the same stuff like that makes it more, you know, they have to play with things that they can more because they can't play with those things like they used to, which then you know, puts more abuse on the tire and the new suspension and all of that, you know, Sure, I mean, some of it is on Goodyear. They make the tire, but a lot of it's on teams and their setups and everything and this new car and NASCAR not letting them have any, yeah, changing parts, right? Like, it's completely on them. Like, it's not Goodyear's fault. It Most of this problem is on the teams for pushing things to the limit as far as they can with what they're given because they can't fiddle with things and they're not getting their own parts anymore. So please... Yeah, could people just use their brains? Put this out to people and think it's all yeah, NASCAR's fault, all Goodyear's fault. Yeah, NASCAR plays a partner with the car, only one manufacturer for all the stuff. Goodyear, it's their tire, but you know, the teams as they can't do as much are now tweaking things even more extreme, and the suspensions are different with the rear, independent, and it just causes so much extra that we are not having this problem. So uh use your brains before you speak, people. Like there's a lot more that goes into it than just the tire. Like the teams play very very large part with it trying to get the most advantage they can in the little areas that they can still do stuff. Uh, the power steering issues was, you know, crazy. Uh, you know, the 19, he said, screw it. And they parked it, but it was right towards the end, you know, bad year. Anyway, we heard Bowman say he had issues. Briscoe, one of those two said they lost their power steering on lap four, but they got to keep going. They, you know, dumb wrecks or they finished the race. It was just really weird that the 2311 cars of Bubba and tied, you know, Gibbs had like catastrophic power steering. Like Bubba's blew all over the side of his wheel everywhere and tied it up. And everyone else like got to keep going 
Uh, there's a lot of power steering. I mean, the ones that pretty much ended people's races were all in Toyota. So that's really weird to see that happen. Granted, it's the first time that they're at the track with all the load loaded up in there in the cars and the track. Like it was because they did the dirt race the first time. So, yeah, the speed and all of that plus did not help the situation. I just want to know what was so different that the Toyotas did that, you know, they had the catastrophic failures when other people kept going like just out of curiosity is they're all supposed to be the same parts what you know were they doing setup wise to make that happen just like ford why would you know they had majority of the tire issues you know blaney was there logano and brad cindric like he kept going eric jones had him like there's other people a lot of fords like what did they do so weird to have all of that happen probably never know but you know, that's just intriguing. And then Kyle conveniently getting, you know, given two bombs in three weeks when he's leading the Southern 500 with a chance to win, it randomly just blows up under a caution. And then that one there, like, doesn't look like that relationship's going to end on a positive note at all. It might sound conspiracy, but that many races, but they're not known for blowing up. And then Kyle, you know, Two races he should have, you know, one he should have won. One he had a very good shot at winning because it was Bristol and just have two bombs go off and you don't see anyone else, you know, in Toyota's, at least not a lot. That's very uh, strange timing for all of that, especially as, you know, Mars is leaving. So what difference does it make if they just blow them up the whole time? It's just weird. I mean, I don't think they purposely do it, but they also said they couldn't find any sponsors and, RCR said they got them all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it's just nothing about it seems good. And, you know, he said, feels good to be wanted for, you know, when he went going to RCR. So it's just, it's terrible to see it in this way. It sucks because everything he's done for Toyota, I think it's more of a Gibbs thing. I don't know. But, you know, just weird to see him get two bombs in three weeks when no one else is like having a lot of those problems in the same camp and nascar needs to be more consistent when it comes to throwing cautions for flats because there are people that have flats and they let them leave a wobble around the track for forever and then, even if they got in the wall then there are people that got flats that they threw it immediately like they were so inconsistent it was actually kind of laughable and those are the things people that actually make the sport look like garbage that tires yeah they're making the adjustments they're doing all kinds of stuff but they're not listening to the goodyear that's not really on the sport yeah one part, you know, one manufacturer for everything. Yeah, that's on them. But all the stuff the teams do to those tires that call them blow, that, that's not on them. The inconsistency of that and their cautions and all that, that's bad. But I don't think they're going to do anything because I just don't think they care. So we'll see. Hopefully teams start listening to Goodyear's recommendations. We'll see how the rest of the year goes for Kyle. You know, we'll see if we keep having the streak of having non-playoff drivers because not winning because non-playoff drivers swept the whole entire round, which I don't remember ever happening. So that's exciting. And again, Eric Jones getting that one was, you know, super big just because it was the 43 there, but that was awesome. Bubba getting the win. I mean, that car's a rocket ship in the first race. So it was good to see him actually pull through and get it. And then, you know, again, Busher getting that one, that was great for RFK. So hopefully, you know, that streak continues. It'd be great to see everyone have to point their way in and not just get it on a fluke win or something random that could happen. And 
we'll see. And people, I know the racing is going to be terrible at Texas, but please use your heads when all stupid starts happening before you start opening your mouth and making violently ignorant comments because that doesn't help the sport either. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who watched the shorts and all that on TikTok, YouTube, the new subscribers. If you're not on either, find the Jesse Rosinski and then racing. For Jesse Rosinski on YouTube and Jesse Rosinski on TikTok, I appreciate all of you. Anchor Good Pods, Apple Google Podcast, Spotify. Appreciate you all. Yeah, so share it out. Let me know what you think. Follow along if you're not. And until Friday, my friends, peace.